Hi everyone, Dr. Greg Wells here. Thank you so much for tuning in to this video or podcast if you're just listening. Really excited to have you here. Grateful that you're taking your time to hang out with me. Really appreciate it and very excited to share with you some ideas today around the power of habit, routine, and rituals. I'm obsessed with trying to figure out how we can all get healthy, how we can improve our well-being, how we can perform to our potential and What's really been top of mind of late is the idea of relentless consistency, the power of compound interest for your mind and body. And obviously that involves habits, routines, rituals, and we got quite confused by all of these different terms. So we explored it, we looked into it, and we have some ideas that we wanted to share with you. And so I've got some slides and wanted to highlight a few things that I think can make a huge difference for us when it comes to understanding how to make this work for us and improving our own health and well-being. So if we look at history, you can see that it's been an issue for thousands of years. If you think about it, Aristotle was quoted as saying, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. More recently, this was popularized by Charles Duhigg, who wrote, a book, The Power of Habit, Dr. Duhigg being a prof at Harvard, and a pretty incredible book if you wanted to dig into that because there's some great info about cues and rewards and understanding why we do what we do. I wanted to take it a little bit further, you know, obviously expanding upon Aristotle's thinking, uh, exploring habit installation uh, on the context of the athletes I've worked with, the business people that that I'm trying to help the students that are trying to learn a little bit better. And so I, I wanted to dig into the idea of, of what are habits, routines, and rituals, because we seem to use these terms interchangeably, but they're not the same. So from what I can gather, habits are behaviors that require little or no conscious thought. We do them almost automatically. Think about an athlete learning how to throw a fastball. A pitcher is not thinking about how to throw the fastball when they're at the major league level. They just do it. it Maybe harder or slower, but they're just doing that because they've practiced it hundreds of thousands of times to enable it to become automatic. Brushing your teeth is to some extent automatic, right? These are elements of, of our entire life. A routine is a habit that is repeated frequently. So if you think about it, brushing your teeth, putting on your shoes when you leave the house, um, you know, all these sorts of routine, sorry, routines that, that make up our day. These are things that we do that don't require conscious thought, but we do them very, very consistently. Making the bed in the morning, for example, uh, making coffee first thing in the morning, uh, journaling it at night, gratitude journaling before you go to bed, whatever that whatever that happens to be, routines or habits that are repeated consistently. So these are behaviors that we do almost automatically on a regular basis. Now, rituals are meaningful practices which have a real sense of purpose. So if we think about it, habits would be brushing your teeth. A routine would be brushing your teeth every morning. And a ritual would be brushing your teeth mindfully. I don't know if you've ever done that before, but 
try to really pay attention to brushing your teeth. What does it taste like? What does it smell like? What do each of the teeth feel like? What does it feel like on your gums? Where are you moving the toothbrush through your mouth, right? Like these are, that's just a mindful practice. You can see rituals quite often in elite athletes. You'll see that they have a pre-game ritual, which is something that you do that is absolutely meaningful for you. It is a practice and you do it with intention and purpose. So our goal today is to try to explore this and think about world-class habits, routines, and rituals. And whether that is brushing your teeth or doing three minutes of mindfulness when you wake up or gratitude journaling or going to the gym or stretching or getting up early enough to see the sunrise, whatever it happens to be is totally fine. But we want to try to deliberately install world-class habits, routines, and rituals so that we can elevate our health, well-being, and performance. And I think this enables us to understand how we become consistently excellent at those specific things in our lives. So let's break this down and think about how do we install new habits that then become the routines, that then become the rituals. And we would consider a graph the y-axis would be willpower, the x-axis would be time. So over time, we exert a certain amount of energy and willpower towards installing a new habit. If we put in a little bit of willpower over an extended period of time, we will sort of install that new habit. And the amount of willpower required, the amount of energy required will decrease over time. But probably not that much because you never really get it installed if we're not focusing on it enough. If you focus on it a little bit more, obviously there's an improvement in the installation process. Just think about deliberate practice, right? If you think about golf, the more that we go and hit golf shots at the range, the better our swing becomes. And so eventually it requires less effort, energy, attention, and focus to execute a golf shot. If we do that very deliberately, uh, very consistently, and have have a large amount of practice, then the amount of willpower required to do that task drops exponentially. And we arrive at a point where that new habit is installed. Now, according to research from University College of London, it takes anywhere from 20 to 120 days to install a new habit, the mean being around 66. So in around two months, we typically say three months to install a new habit, just to make sure that we have a little bit of a, a runway or leeway, shall I say, um, to allow that to happen. Now, how, how does this actually occur neurologically? How do we install new habits? How do we install new skills? It all comes down to establishing new neural connections in the brain. So in the brain, we have neurons. They become connected together. Those are neural connections. That's how we encode memories. That's how we encode behaviors. Uh, so example, walking would be encoded in the brain. So and it's not just those connections, it's the sequence in which the neurons are activated that enables you to walk, make coffee, speak, 
think, you know, all of the actions that we do during the course of the day depend upon these neural connections being created. That's what enables us to run. That's what enables us to run more efficiently. That's what enables us to hit golf shots. That's what enables us to brush our teeth. It is these neural connections and the sequence of activation of those neurons that physiologically enables us to do that. So when we practice, we are stimulating the brain to grow new neural connections, and we are activating those neurons in a specific sequence, and eventually that specific sequence becomes very, very efficient, refined, and that reduces the amount of energy required to actually do it. Once we get that settled in the brain, the brain is connected to neurons that go down through the spinal cord. Those neurons go out through the spinal cord and connect to the peripheral nervous system that connects to your muscles and your digestive tract, your other organs like your eyes, for example. And so that is the sequence in which motor patterns would be created. We want to try to build optimal motor patterns. Uh, I am not a motor learning expert. You might look to someone like Tim Welsh at the University of Toronto Faculty of Kinesiology for someone who's truly world-class in this space. Uh, if you wanted to to explore you know, true leadership in that particular area, but we are looking to build optimal motor patterns mentally and physiologically, establish that mind-body connection of behaviors that we want to have more of in our lives, this positive habits, positive routines, positive rituals, and efficient and effective behaviors and movements and thoughts, etc. Ultimately, if we are able to practice enough, if we're able to be consistent enough, that behavior, that habit, that ritual, that routine becomes automatic, and it no longer requires a large amount of willpower or energy. It just happens almost unconsciously. That yields what we call willpower freedom. You're free from willpower, right? You're free from the amount of energy that is required. You can just walk up and execute the golf shot. You can walk up and make the coffee without even thinking about it. You can drive to work in a certain uh, direction or sequence of roads that you take without even thinking about it. Whereas the first time you go, you're checking the map, you're checking the GPS. Now it's automatic and that frees you up from willpower and energy. The cool thing is that you can then reallocate that energy to performing better, driving more intentionally, uh, making a really great coffee or hitting an, an incredible golf shot. When we are liberated from habit installation that energy gets shifted towards performance. So for example, for me, public speaking, when I have memorized my slides, when I've memorized the words that I want to express, uh, I no longer have to think so much about what slide's coming up. I can think about the energy that I project to the audience, and that helps me to deliver a better presentation. But it's the rehearsals, it's the practice that enables me to get to that point at what I love to do professionally, public speaking. Now, a next question that often comes up when we're thinking about this is, okay, Greg, that's fine, but how do I install those new habits? How does that actually happen? How do I get the willpower? How do I get the motivation? And I love the idea that action precedes motivation. Uh, I think it's David Goggins that 
Uh, I heard that from originally on a podcast. He's got some books out, pretty cool, uh, interesting individual. And he mentioned that one day, he goes, practice and routine then yields motivations. Think about starting to run. Uh, you can build your motivation to run consistently by running consistently. Might just start with a walk around the block. But if you're consistently walking, one day you might try jogging. And then if you jog consistently enough, jogging becomes easy. You might go a little faster. <laughs> Both feet might leave the ground at the same time. That's running, right? And then you start running and you're like, oh my gosh, I can run for longer distances without getting tired. I can run faster. I can run up a hill. This is mind blowing, right? And then we become more and more and more motivated. So instead of worrying about getting motivated and then taking action, I would encourage all of you to think about just finding an action that you want to take, a habit that you want to install, a behavior that you want to refine, hitting golf shots, being uh, exuding happiness to your family when you come home from work, like whatever it happens to be, does not matter. We are just looking to try to install those habits, routines, and rituals by practicing the actions that lead us towards that point. That's the easiest, fastest way. The more you do it, the better you get, the easier it gets and the more motivated you become because it's just simply fun and enjoyable to execute those shots in an almost unconscious way that enables you to perform to your true potential with a minimum amount of energy. Just a few thoughts for you on habit installation to wrap things up. I'd love for you to think about being super consistent over an extended period of time. I would love for you to continue to leverage the idea that I consistently push out into the universe, which is 1% better every day, which is about 15 minutes of your day. Think about only installing one new habit at a time for anywhere from 20 to 120 days, average being 66. We recommend 90, three months, deep focus, do one thing. And I've always found that it's easier to replace things than to stop doing something. So if you want to stop drinking coffee, for example, you might replace that with green tea initially so that there is still some caffeine entering your system so that eventually you might be able to then switch over to water if that's what you're trying to accomplish. I've also found when it comes to habit insulation, building great routines and rituals, it helps to have accountability partners and dream team members, people that you can count on to call you to go for that run, uh, a class that you can go to to make sure that you do your yoga the full 90-minute practice, right? We want those accountability partners. We want those dream team members. We want to cultivate that community of excellence around ourselves to make success inevitable. So my final question for you today, my final thought is, what are your new revolutionary habits, routines, and rituals, right? Like what are the behaviors that you want to install in your life so that they have little or no conscious thought associated with them, but they make you better. They make the people around you better. What, do you, what habits do you want to become routines, things that you do and repeat frequently to enable you to become the person that you want to become? And what are the rituals that you want to establish in your life, practices that have a real sense of meaning and purpose for you? That ultimately, I believe, puts us on a very, very different trajectory. If you want some help with all of this, 
Um, we're really proud of the app that we've created. It's called Vivio. Sends you 1% tips every single day. Like a new revolutionary routine could be simply to check your Vivio tips every single morning and work on leveraging those ideas around nutrition, sleep, exercise, and mindset to improve your life. It can be Vivio, it can be Whoop, it can be Strava. It doesn't really matter what it is, but anything that elevates your life and moves you forwards. So that's it for this week. I hope that that was super helpful for all of you. We really appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us and think through these very, very challenging ideas. But ultimately, these are going to change our lives for the better. And that's what we want for all of you. So thanks so much for watching. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Wish you all sorts of awesome health, exponential well-being, and of course, that you reach your potential in whatever it is that you care about most. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you again soon.